Hello and welcome to Ismene as a podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with a snail made out of bread, Josh Hemo. And also we have a special guest today who has nerves of steel, Dan Baker. Boop, boop, boop. Nice. Is that what my publicist told you to introduce me as? Exactly. I, nice. I actually read it in your writer. Uh, <laughs> um, your publicist is not really good at emailing, so yeah. you should probably uh, let them know that. Yeah, I my publicist is a snail, so she's not very good at. She's real slow. Emails. She, doesn't have, she doesn't have the fingers. <laughs> it's get, yourself, right. get yourself a rock. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just glad you're an equal opportunity employer. Yeah, you know, I I gotta I gotta employ snails and rocks and starfish and all of it. All of the creatures <laughs> of the sea. <laughs> Please list more creatures. Uh, do you really want me to? Jellyfish. No, no, we're good. I almost said snails again, so I'm glad you stopped me. All right. Uh, so since we're having you on the podcast, let the people at home know, uh, what is your SpongeBob experience? Are you new to the show? Have you never watched it in your life? What's, what's going on? I have been watching SpongeBob for just about as long as I can remember. Um, I was... I think seven years old, seven mm-hmm. or eight years old, something like that, when the series debuted. And I was a Nickelodeon kid growing up. Um, did not watch much Disney Channel or Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nickelodeon was like almost always on. Like, like most of my memories from childhood have Nickelodeon on in the background. <laughs> so I was I was a TV kid, is is what I'm saying. Yeah. And SpongeBob, if if you were a similarly like uh like habitual watcher of Nickelodeon, you'll remember was always on oh yeah, yeah. If always you, if you couldn't fit another show in the slot they were just like oh let's throw it in there throw a spongebob on there yeah. yeah exactly so like i i remember watching the the pilot episode when it debuted um after the kids choice awards oh, in, nice. in whichever year that was like that's one of my that's like this is weird to say that's one of my earliest memories <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so i remember i remember watching it and you know what i hated it I did oh, yeah? not like the show when I was a kid. Wow. I thought Rough it was take. annoying. I thought SpongeBob was was a twerp. Yeah. Uh, and you know, he is, but like I didn't get it. I think I think the root of it was that I didn't get it. And so I didn't like it. But uh obviously now, like I think sometime in college is when I reappraised my opinion of SpongeBob and realized no, the show is actually really funny and really Do you think smart. that was society? Do you think you think uh, so many of your friends like having it and enjoying it might have been like like brought you swayed back you, <laughs> yeah. swayed you or, or uh, like swayed me into liking it yeah. societal conditioning uh, or at least giving it another <laughs> shot if anything if anything i was the type of asshole when i was like you know uh a teenager that i would have disliked it more if i knew a lot of people who liked it um so i think honestly the reason i gave it another shot was because um in my freshman year of college it was still on netflix and i used to instead of studying get high and watch hours of cartoons and when I ran out of Jimmy Neutron and Rocket Power, I was like, oh, well, oh fuck it. Let's put SpongeBob on. <laughs> Which isn't a bad, like, if, especially if you're high, I'm sure it's yeah, not oh a, it's not the worst. Well, thing. like, I think that's the, that, like, let's give credit where it's due to THC. Here. I think that's part of the reason why I thought it was so funny when I was 18, you know? I was like, oh, wait, this show is hilarious. And it is, but I think there was a unique way that it hit me because of the, um, the, the drugs. <laughs> I like how you're trying to find out like an artful way. The mental stimulation. No, for the it's drugs. because of the drugs. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's just be honest. Well, thank you, weed, again. Yeah. Shout out to weed. Changing lives. Oh, <laughs> we're a pro weed podcast. Anyone else can get out. 
Um, so for those of you who are barely tuning in for the first time, welcome to our pro weed podcast. <laughs> this is our weed cast. Uh, Blaze yeah. it up. Yeah. So this is our podcast where we talk about a SpongeBob episode and we, you know, discuss little life lessons that we learn and also just how we felt when we rewatching it, or maybe some of us we've had guests in the past watching it for the first time. But uh, this week we are watching season three, episode fifteen, "The Great Snail Race" and "Midlife Crustacean." Act one, "The Great Snail Race." So in this act, Squidward decides to enter the Bikini Bottom Snail Race with a purebred snail that he ordered in the mail, named Snelly. So. SpongeBob, obviously, being the nosy neighbor that he is, comes over, sees the new snail, and when he gets all excited to introduce Gary to the snail, Squidward starts talking trash about Gary being a mutt. So SpongeBob and Patrick kind of take it upon themselves to also enter the race, and in classic SpongeBob fashion, he takes it way too hard, which poor Gary kind of suffers. Um, <laughs> More than suffers. <laughs> but yeah, so let's, to start things off, um, I want to ask both of you, if you've ever had a time where someone messes up your name, like Squid, like Squidward gets his name butchered. He gets tentacles, tortellini, and tennis balls, and I'm wondering if that happens. Probably not for you, Dan. I don't imagine not, it often. Not so often, no. <laughs> I, have the, I have one of the whitest names possible, uh, <laughs> Daniel Baker. Yeah, I've been called David before. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been called Danielle a lot. I remember in... Uh, like elementary school, people would call me Danielle as an insult. Yeah, that sounds like some little kid. <laughs> like some yeah. little kid. Right, exactly. So like, but you know, jokes on them, right? Because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, not not really. Uh, I work a customer service job, and occasionally people will like, if if they're like repeat customers, they'll be like, I talked to oh, what was, uh, uh, Damien. <laughs> you know, but like it's typically just confusing it for other white people names. That makes sense. What about you, Josh? You also have a, a, a pretty white name. Yeah. Well, Josh is like fine. I mean, people still. The worst thing is like going out through school is being called David because that's technically my first name. Yeah. So that's always been the worst to correct people. And then you get like in, in school, people make fun of me like, oh, you don't even go by your first name, whatever. And then my last name is like <laughs> no one ever gets that right. Isn't that weird how like in a. Well, your last name is like. It's, it's the not, E. It's the not e phonetically. Yeah, it's you're not, like hemo. Well, even then, even then they're like they're like hemno. Like they throw an N in there. I was like, no, that's not even <laughs> hypno. Hypno. You're good. I will say at my um at my college graduation they pronounced my name wrong, which is f-ing hilarious. That is crazy. They they even have like the pronunciation cards, and I wrote mine out, and like I was called uh, Daniel Burker. learn to read and like i'm like i didn't want to be at my college graduation anyway so it was actually really hilarious to me so all of those photos they take at like the when you're getting your little thing that doesn't actually have your diploma in it are just me laughing Uh, oh because it was like seconds after that but why do kids make fun of kids for like Oh, oh your your name's really david because kids are the freaking worst like (laughs) they are a little satanic pieces of shit that just run around and like they're satanic pieces of shit, but they aren't even creative about it no <laughs> that's true that's like i think it's because we all want to feel superior when we're that. i guess so we're that <laughs> up. yeah what, what about you omar Has anyone oh ever my done that? my favorite and my dad gets this too is oscar because my dad and i have the same name <laughs> how did they even get oscar like, what oscar. Is that i've had from? it since my whole life and like so much so that like now as a professional i just ignore it like yeah. if someone's like Oh yeah, and then uh, Oscar and like I just pretend like I don't hear it until they're like, Oscar, 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 and then like they come to me. I was like, oh, sorry, my name's Omar, and like I correct them. I correct yeah. people now, 
when I was younger, I was just kind of like whatever about it. Um, I've had lunch ladies because like some lunch ladies are very nice and they try to remember your name, especially when you're all the time in middle school. She'd be like, oh, and Oscar. Oh, I'm so sorry, Omar. I don't know why. I think just Omar's not as common of a name. So I think Oscar's just slightly more common. It clicks into people's heads. And that's I've so met, weird. I've Every met more time. people named Omar than Oscar. Yeah, I don't think I've like, met like one Oscar in my entire life. No, maybe it's because like my last name's Lopez, and they're like, "Oh, Oscar Lopez is more of like a brown Mexican <laughs> I name." Guess. So I don't <laughs> know, like a societal thing. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. <laughs> so I really related to Squidward on that level. That yeah. like people just well, with Squidward it's his last name, but like for me, it's in that situation. I like all the names that they he did get called those, like oh, Mister yeah. Tennis Balls. Tent poles and then tortellini on the trophy. I like how we were just giving kids about torturing other people for their name and how you have I just experienced think it's funny. that. And you're like, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I it like was that. I can relate. I can relate. It's fine. It's okay. It's kind of like you're you're allowed to make fun of people um, if for something if you've gone through the experience yourself. Yeah. Just like how I'll make fun of New Jersey until I'm blue in the face, but the moment someone who's like not from there starts to make fun of it, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa shut this down. <laughs> Like, hey, 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 easy does it there, kiddo. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, there was that weird, like, fourth wall thing that happened in the beginning that I thought was odd, where he's like, hello, world, or whatever. And then, like, the camera starts panning, and then he's like, oh, oh. And then he just kind of goes to Squidward, and it's yeah. like, oh, it's not about SpongeBob today. No. Yeah. <laughs> How do you guys feel about the difference, like, the whole purebred versus mutt argument situation? It's always bullshit. I th- yeah. I think I dog breeding is morally like a repugnant thing to do. So like I was really honing in on that during this episode, especially since just last night I saw this thing on Twitter about how the person who originally bred Labradoodles was like, I've created a monster and regret it. Like, yeah. like the Dr. Frankenstein or something. <laughs> like, yeah, I think, I think uh, I have never known someone with a purebred dog who wasn't an asshole. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Thanks. Uh, called out my parents there. Oh, wow. sorry. <laughs> well, I have, I'm, tra- I'm trying to remember if my my dog was a purebred. I think I think I would blame it more on how people have been taught. Like yeah. like everyone's been taught like oh you should go buy your dog from like a purebred so that you know what your dog's getting. But like now that I'm older and like they that now that they know better, I think they're in the same route like they would go adoption route. Yeah. 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 I think it was a much different time like yeah. like and it was only like a recent thing cuz like I I can I think it was only in the last few years that I started thinking like oh no, like purebred dogs are like not a good thing because there's so many like up. pugs with all their respiratory illnesses. Yeah. Like have yeah. you ever heard a pug? Oh, yeah. I mean it's like, like it's, it's terrifying like, sometimes <laughs> but also very very unhealthy for that. Yeah, right. It's like what are we what are we, what kind of existence are we damning these dogs to? <laughs> It's definitely like a rich people thing. Like even Absolutely. even like Squidward's like I paid like sixteen thousand dollars or sixteen hundred dollars or yeah. something like that for this like purebred snail. I'm like that's wild. Like there are animals in shelters that you can drop forty dollars for who need that like yeah. help just as much. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about Gary's training. So first of all, I want to I want to call out the bullshit that SpongeBob says where he's like, "Oh, I called you a lady's name to humiliate you." Like this is like a coaching thing, and I like that the like cartoon kind of poked yeah. fun at that yeah but at the time i was like jesus let's yeah like i think having sandy come in there and be like just all of a sudden she's like i think i'm gonna kick spongebob's butt for some reason and yeah. she actually does like that was great i love that they threw that in there one of two female characters on the show and she's like or like named main characters who are yeah. female and her entire function in this episode is to literally kick spongebob in the ass because he's being a sexist like piece of shit. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, Sandy. She's a feminist icon, is what I'm saying. Oh like, yes. Yeah. And like a couple episodes, they the writers fault like kind of screw it up and don't give her that yeah. narrative. But I'm I'm glad when it 
happens you know it's it, always yeah. like a good moment I well feel. it's it's kind of cool in this episode um what year did this come out like 2002 2003 something like that so. we should there. research that but we never do yeah. yeah well whatever year this was it was the early 2000s i think is a safe bet um the fact that like they they had the awareness to make a joke at spongebob's expense yeah. for the sexist behavior and not having the sexist behavior itself being the joke yeah it's actually kind of pretty pretty edgy for that time period yeah. because like you know, in 2019, if if this if it was a brand new cartoon in in this year, we wouldn't yeah. think twice about it. It would be expected for there to be like some kind of like yay feminism like yeah. joke in there yeah. or like moment in there. But like, yeah, it was kind of cool to see like, okay, cool. Like, SpongeBob said something sexist, and he was the butt of the joke for it. Yeah, uh, that that was the one uh, one of the small lessons I pulled out. I said, women are capable. Don't do that sexist. Yeah, and uh, women don't be afraid to beat some. And people say some sex shit. Yeah. I'll also like call it out because I think what that is demonstrating is like a toxic masculine environment because he was like a coach yelling yeah, at his yeah, like yeah. team and whatever and I think that just creates this really really awful environment. A coach yeah. with a fantastic mustache by the way. Oh yeah. yeah. Super great. I was trying to figure out if that was a reference to something and I couldn't find anything. I think they just decided to give Spongebob a mustache. This, does Rocky's trainer have a mustache? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I gotta rewatch it. Those movies. I do like how when he's making the the shake and he's like uh, eggs because they're cliche. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was like younger in high school, I was like, oh, I'm gonna start being healthy and I, or I would train for something because I did play football in high school. Um, I would get some every now and then I'd go on a kick where I'd like I'm gonna wake up in the morning and like start getting buff. <laughs> Except where I didn't understand that metabolism's a thing. Yeah. So, but I would always like put raw eggs in like my like smoothies and and like obviously it doesn't do. No. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, like, super gross. Like, what benefit does a raw egg have that a fried egg doesn't? I guess <laughs> none. I would assume. I I honestly don't know on like a like a science science level. even yeah. a hard boiled egg. If your concern is like the fact that it's fried in oil, that it yeah, can hard boil it. Like. Yeah, yeah. I I don't get it, but like I think that I don't know. It's like like that weird yeah. like seventies sixties like mentality where it's yeah. like let's just put weird another weird. I did really enjoy that in this uh, in this gag, SpongeBob put like whole eggs. He didn't crack them; he put the whole egg in there. The eggshell's good for you. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. eggshell. You know, it's good for your constitution. Yeah. Good constitution. <laughs> I call it constipation, but whatever. Hey. You know. <laughs> Six of one, half dozen of the other. So, how do you feel about uh, Patrick's uh, snail? Is a little rocky. I love it. Yeah, right. I think it's great. I think it's a. I think it perfectly captures. Patrick's character that would be what Patrick would do in this situation and I'm a big geek for like um because so many tv shows reach a point where they start writing things that are against the established interests or personality traits of the characters Mm -hmm. I I'm a big geek for any time I'm watching something I'm like that is exactly what that character would do yeah and that is exactly what Patrick would do like and it like ties into the fact that he lives under a rock, you know, like <laughs> I was just like, like it, when they first revealed the rock in the episode, I was like, is that just a small version of Patrick's house? Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 It, he just broke it off a piece. Yeah. He's like, yeah, <laughs> he this just is went in with a his, little, his, <laughs> yeah. his tiny home. But we have yeah. seen in the, like in the mythos of SpongeBob that like rocks can drive. Yeah. You can drive yes. them. So it would make sense that why he would, like a rock would f- finish the race and win yeah. the race. Yeah. Rocks can move. It's an established fact in yeah. this universe. Yeah. And there's also like uh, in real life, there's like those weird rocks that like slide across like the sand. I don't know if you've ever seen those. Yeah. Like you, you should Google it. What it's is that? weird. So like, there's like some rocks in some desert or some <laughs> that like will like slowly move. And people don't know why some people think it's like the wind can pushes them, but it's it literally spirit. looks like 
in SpongeBob where he drives that rock and it's just like a, a trail yeah. of like dirt and all this other weird stuff. I just like how Patrick like treated the rock. Yeah. Yeah, because that's how you should treat your pets. That's well, one lesson I put. Even like yeah. in, more general than just pets, like in, in any positive, like any situation, like I think positive reinforcement, we talked about this with kids, is like positive reinforcement goes a long way yeah. where you see Sp- SpongeBob like screaming and treating Gary like crap the entire time. And Patrick sitting here giving all these positive reinforcements to a rock who ends up winning in the end. It's like, yeah. well, that's that's why. Yeah, and Squidward, he's not he's not nasty to his snail, but he thinks that just throwing money at at, at his goals yeah, will be per- what achieves them. Which is weird because yeah. that's what sports does. Like, okay, yeah. like I like I like to give the Yankees, even though I live here in New York. It's like they've always been a team that just kind of yeah. buys the best players. Same oh, with yeah. the Lakers or any like even the Cowboys, like bigger teams like that. And it's kind of interesting, like. Even something as small as SpongeBob, you're you're getting that juxtaposition of like, <laughs> I guess Patrick would be like the underdog, mm-hmm. and he's like <laughs> he's like, oh, this team's kind of like a piece, but like it does its best, and we're gonna do our best to try. And then SpongeBob's like, we gotta train, we gotta fucking like go through everything, because having grown up in that like football like mentality, I definitely it never worked on me. Like getting chewed out never made me want to try harder, or it never made yeah. me like. I don't feel like it had an effect on my uh, my performance in a positive way. Yeah, I had a theater teacher in high school who her main tactic for getting us to like do better was to just scream at us. And every time she would, I would just be like, "I don't, I don't want to for you. (laughs) I'm not gonna do any. I'm not gonna put any extra effort into this." And yeah, I think I almost like kind of want to see like what Patrick's training regimen for his rock was like because (laughs) just hanging out, knowing Patrick, it was probably like eating donuts and like watching tv or something which speaking of watching tv uh, i i really enjoyed um there was a callback to the uh, or was it a call forward i forget the no the callback you're talking about the coconut thing yeah the coconut show yeah yeah gary was watching the same coconut show that patrick watches (laughs) in a rockabye bivalve yeah yeah Yeah, i'm glad he caught that because i also when i was watching it i was like nice i've never noticed that until i watched it this morning and i was Mm -hmm. like hell yeah um there's a continuity here let's talk about the horrific uh, car crash, Gary crash, <laughs> snail, snail crash. crash. <laughs> he becomes a fucking NASCAR. Yeah. Like, just... But it, like starts off with his eyes exploding. Yeah. I'm like, what is happening? The first time I saw this episode, um, when I was a kid, I was like, well, <laughs> what is, what was that? Like that, that like unnerved me. Like, it, it's but, very unnerving. Yeah. Especially the eyeballs. By the time it reaches like his shell exploding and there's like an engine underneath, it's back to like cartoony, like yeah. goofiness. But like those first two, the, the eyes blowing up, I was yeah. like, whoa, wait, oh, yeah. hold on. Is Gary dying? Yeah. I'm about to watch Gary die. <laughs> but <laughs> that leads me to my small lesson that the power of lust heals all. Because <laughs> 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 as soon as, that other girl snail like comes across and is like, "Hey, he's like, oh, I'm good. Oh, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Brushing dust off his shell. <laughs> My eyes are fine and everything. Yeah, yeah. I was on the brink of death, but then a girl looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good song lyric. You should yeah. write that down. <laughs> there you go. I'm not in a pop punk band, and it's not 2008. <laughs> I'm gonna write it down for my pop punk band when it comes back. Uh, what other small lessons did um YouTube come up with? Um, I had the small lesson of uh, don't be afraid to speak up when someone is mistreating you. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, Gary is being mistreated by SpongeBob throughout this entire episode. Oh, of course. And him, you know, l- like without being like, okay, this is going to get more serious probably than SpongeBob. Like actually 
warrants, but without being like victim blaming about it and saying, yeah. oh, well, this wouldn't have happened if Gary had just spoken up. Like, you know, like it, it, in a smaller scale, like if someone's if someone is being shitty to you, calling you Oscar, you got to say you, something. Yeah, if someone calls you Stand Oscar, be like, actually, yeah. my name is Omar. <laughs> um, yeah, like, yeah, it's important to know when is the right time to speak up. I think we're taught a lot of to like just swallow things and like mm-hmm. not engage because like no conflict is better than conflict with a resolution yeah and yeah you know so gary you should have spoken up i think even like, spongebob even mentions that gary because he's like why didn't you tell me that i was acting this way and gary's like i did yeah. and every yeah. single time so it's like i think it's yeah. on, the, on the end of that too is it's important to know when to like walk away from something yeah. too and be like i'm done with this like i don't want to engage with this yeah. anymore um the other other small lesson i got was uh rest is just as important as training too mm-hmm. So I feel like they gave Gary zero time to rest. Where I feel like another one I got was don't overtrain. Don't overtrain. Yeah, where he was he was already like exhausted and like basically sounding like he had asthma before the even. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah he was almost started. looking bad as like uh, ooh, I have his name written down, Lightning Larry Luciano. Luciano. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which shout out to Lightning Larry. <laughs> yeah, well, still that's one of my favorite one-off characters in SpongeBob. <laughs> If if someone at a comic con dresses up as Lightning Larry, I'll give you twenty bucks. Oh my that God. Is like, that's a deep cut. That is yeah. a deep SpongeBob cut. Ready for the bubble break? Oh yeah, always ready. Excited. Ready to break um, some bubbles. <laughs> that's good. Ooh, that was a good bubble. Thanks. Yeah. Um. So Dan, why don't you uh introduce yourself? Let us know like a little bit about you. Let we the want your know. entire origin story. Yeah. <laughs> Start from when uh, your backstory, <laughs> when your parents were killed in an alley uh, after the opera, <laughs> and then I started fighting crime. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so my name is Dan. Um, I am a writer and musician who lives in New York City. Uh, I'm originally from New Jersey, and I have lived all over the country, and I'm have been back on the East Coast now for about five years, just over five years. Yeah, like I said before, I've been watching SpongeBob my whole life. I have been. I was. I like to joke that I had three parents, a mom, a dad, and a television. Um, it's like that cable guy. Like, have you watched the movie The Cable Guy? I haven't, no. Oh, man, you got to watch it. It's kind of like that. Okay. <laughs> Except in a sadder way. I am I, I would guy, hope actually. <laughs> I would hope that yours isn't that sad. No, uh, it, it, it was fine. You know, I think it was more a byproduct of the 90s. That's just mm-hmm. what baby boomers did. They always had their TVs on. Whenever yeah, I go yeah. visit my parents now, it's like there's always a television on somewhere yeah. in the house. And I'm oh, like, yeah. we could just like not watch tv that'd be cool too but um yeah so like i think uh coming up with so much like even an oversaturation of media tv in my life has made me the type of person who thinks very critically about frivolous things like spongebob um that's why we're having like having you on (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm currently writing an essay about um about Yu-Gi-Oh for for the website book riot which Thank is a you. website I contribute to, and I'm just gonna write an essay about like the differences between the the manga and the anime. Really looking forward to that. Yeah, oh, gonna, nice. And I'm gonna. I'm use, looking forward to that. And I'm gonna use it to talk about how like um how like the the U S is like a puritanical society that like like whitewashes everything. It's gonna be great. Nice. Um, nice. Oh yes, I'm excited. Uh, and you know, following that like overanalyzing pop culture vein, I am a co-host of a podcast called Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. I've heard the first episode. I was I was a fan. I've never listened <laughs> to uh, Chumbawamba. And I'm very like, except for uh, what's the their famous one? Uh, it's called Tub Thumping, yeah, otherwise t- known as the "I Get Knocked Down" song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like that was like my only 
so I just see them like, oh, this is kind of like silly. But I listened to that first episode and I was like, whoa, I really misjudged this whole way. Yeah, yeah, right. They're like, like all this... the political stuff that you go into is like yeah. wild. Yeah. You never would have guessed. They're yeah. this, for those that don't know, they were like a, basically a one hit wonder in the 90s. And uh, they're actually a band that for like a full decade before becoming a one hit wonder were these, this anarchist collective based out of Leeds in the United Kingdom. <laughs> just like, and, and they continue to be one for like another 15 years after that song blew up. So like we are, uh, it's it's not a, it's not too dissimilar of a format to this where we like uh, listen to each song and then each week just break it down the song, break it down. Yeah. Where can people find your podcast? Uh, you can find it at the website chumbology.rocks. That's uh, <laughs> what, what kind of rocks? How do you spell rocks? Uh, R-O-C-K-S. Got yeah, it. like that. Not, unfortunately, it's not R-O-X. I would have loved that. <laughs> Um, it's also on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah, we'll link we'll link to it in our little description as well. Hopefully, if yeah. that's still a thing, I can do. I don't know. We'll, we'll find see. out. Apple's changed some stuff. Yeah. Lately. Well, cool. Well, we're glad to have you here. It's really awesome. Glad to be here. I'm a um, fan of the show. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, so for our topic for our bubble break this week, I'm going to take uh, kind of a hand out of the second act. Um, but as people in our late twenties, um. I'm wondering what. I don't make- like that you said that. Yeah, yeah. Late I don't like twenties. I don't like knowing that. I'm Twenty twenty six is now. like that's late twenties. No, that's you're still past twenty five. Right? I think <laughs> I, I break it down like this: uh, twenty to twenty two is early twenties. Twenty three to twenty five, maybe. Tw- yeah, I would say twenty twenty five is is mid twenties. All right, I'll take late. 20s. And then twenty six to twenty nine is late twenties. It's all downhill from here. Twenty six anyway, so. is like the youngest you can be and be considered late twenties. It's, it's like the fringe year. It's not like you're a fresh chick chicken twenty six. Like you're halfway yeah. through the year. So yeah. I hate you, Josh. There's probably like one like sixty five year old listening to this. Like these fucking kids. Like they don't even know. Yeah. Um. But anyways, what is the one thing now that makes you feel old? I'll, I'll let I'll let Dan. You gotta have a couple things because couple I've things. had a couple. I have a couple, yeah. but there's a big one I've talked about the podcast before. So I want Dan to to take the reins if possible. I can, I can think of two off the top of my head. One is physical, and the other is emotional. Um, the first is just chronic pain. Like <laughs> like I know like it, it, it's I have really bad knees, and like I also have like neck problems. And, like, you know, the neck problem is related to an injury, so that's not related to, like, getting old. But the knees are just because. Just because. Yeah. I'm like... Because your body's decided to give up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... if this Can you tell like, the weather with them? Uh, Have you gotten that power yet? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Um, <laughs> I also broke my power? elbow a few years ago, and um, when that happened, uh, shortly thereafter, I was like... Like, I get it. My dad, he had a lot of injuries when he was in his 20s, and he would always tell me growing up, like, oh, I can tell the weather's coming. I can tell thunderstorms coming. And I'm like, that's horrible, dad. Like, what are you talking about? Like, but I get it now. Like, I can feel the change in my elbow. And I'm like, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> but but it so, happens. yeah, like, like my knees are just, like, just it just happened because I'm getting older. And I'm like, if this is how my knees feel when I'm 27. How am I going to feel in, like, 30 years from now? Am I gonna be able to walk? Like it's yeah. Well, um, with, with the power of weed. Yeah, there with you the go. power of weed, like our pro weed podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to our pro weed dank cast. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that that's the physical component of like starting to feel older. Yeah. And then the mental component. Uh, yesterday I was at a show in Albany that I was playing at my friend's house, and this kid that I am like me and my band are like buds with. Um, was playing their set 
And they said, you know, they were doing the whole like, oh, thank you for having me, blah, blah, blah. And then they pointed to me and my guitarist and were like, and uh, Dan and Elio, you know, it's like real great to have them here because, you know, they're cool and I really look up to them. And I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 hold on. You look up to me? <laughs> like, I'm the youngest person in my family. I'm the youngest of all my siblings and mm -hmm. the youngest of all my cousins. So I'm not used to having like younger people in my life, yeah. like in any way. And now I'm just like. And then I was telling y'all before we started recording that I found out this one kid that I've hung out with like five times is only 18 years old. I was <laughs> like, Jesus, you were born in the year 2000. What am Isn't I doing? crazy? Like, <laughs> and it's weird how like some people are so much older, like just personality wise. Yeah. And then some people like you meet and they're like in their 40s. And like, how are you still acting like a high school? Yeah. Girl? And it just makes you well, personally, it makes me hate them real hardcore. But I'm like, why? Just go. Grow up a little bit. Just, <laughs> just a little a, just bit. A Get your life bit. together a little bit. Yeah. What about y'all? Mm, for me, mine are, I think, mostly physical. Because I've always been like an emotional team. Shout out emo kids. <laughs> uh, I've been always an emotional team. Like I very... I remember like all my friends in high school were like, I can't wait to get out of high school. I can't wait to get older and whatever. And I was very much like, you know, I got to enjoy these years while I got them. And like, I've always been like that. Even like now I'm like, Oh my, like, I'm complaining about being 26 when I'm like, I'm still 26. That means I'm not like, you know, 30 yet or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but like, for me, it's like all been physical. Like when I moved to New York, I got lactose intolerance. Like recently I went to the doctor because I had to get my freaking ankles x-rayed because I've always had flat feet, but it's never been an issue. But suddenly it was after I went to Warped Tour and pretended to be young again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, jacked myself up. And now I, like, I'm standing for too long and I'm like, ooh, I should sit. That's what you get. <laughs> Don't get me started on doctor's visits. Oh, yeah. And that <laughs> drives me insane. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's had, all these little things like that. I had my first prostate exam two years ago. Oh, congrats. It ruled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I supposed to be okay, Dan is honest question. Am I supposed to be getting that right now? No, That's I had not. like a weird medical thing happening. Oh, okay. So they it's like it's like people it's over 40, I That's think. That's what is I the thought. Age. Yeah. But like, but like, you know, I got a little preview of what middle age is going to be like. I'm like all right, guess little, I got little a, taste. <laughs> yeah. a nice latex finger in the butt. Oh, that's always <laughs> the <fun. boop. laughs> Just a quick boop. <laughs> uh, I'm not looking forward to that. Good, good, good. What about you, Josh? Uh, what makes you feel Definitely old? pain. I love yeah. that this like physical things, but like yeah. back pain in the last like three years has been a huge thing. Like as soon as I graduated college, I was like, ooh, what's that twinge? And it's just gotten worse and worse and worse since then. Where it's like every day I wake up, I'm like, now it's an everyday thing instead oh, yeah. of like a once in a while thing. This is like this is great. That was me with my foot. Like uh, now I wake up and like it was really interesting because I this freaking doctor. I went to one doctor and they were like, you might have gout, and I was like, uh. <laughs> I went to Warp Tour and I know my ankle hurts specifically from that event, so I think it's just my bones in my foot. And then when I went to an, the other doctor that actually X-rayed my foot, and they were like, I'm like yeah, you have like this this slight like this bone is slightly longer. So when you've been waking up in the morning and been feeling that particular part of your foot hurt, that's that bone. And I was like, oh, this makes a ton of sense. Well, a lot more than like I have Lyme disease or something crazy. <laughs> that, like, Gout? Yeah. yeah. Like they were like, oh, you might have like arthritis. And I was like, whatever. And it took me months to get those results back. And then they literally said labs are okay. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, wow, I was really surprised Ooh, about yeah. that. Got the thumbs up. I feel like there are also some things that are like positive, like they make me feel older in a positive way, like yeah. knowing how to talk to doctors. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know if no, I, I don't that have yet. gout. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, because I was like, uh, do we really have to do this? But I'm also like very anxious person. So I was like, yes, give me all the yeah, yeah, give yeah. me all the yeah. tests. I don't want to. <laughs> what if I'm dying? I don't I need to know. 
But also it'll freak me out if I know. So don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I think like the biggest one that scares me most of all in some way is like my friends like getting married and having kids. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I, it's not something that you expect, but it just creeps up. And like all of a sudden, like I'm married. Yeah. I'm having a baby in three months. And <laughs> like, oh, my God, that's like, never, what is happening for me? That's never bugged me. Like the things I guess that just scare a- me about getting old are like me physically. Like I'm yeah. like, oh man, I'm gonna fall apart, or I'm not gonna like. There's things like I a friend of mine sent pictures from like college, and I was like, I don't remember this happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That freaks yeah. me out. Oh my god! So. Like how do I not remember me using a smoke machine that as booze. a fake dick? <laughs> <laughs> I was sober. I was sober in this situation. I'm not the booze now. Well, <laughs> just I, chips I think, away at your memory. <laughs> I think about memory like that because like, uh. I was in college 10 years ago or yeah. close to 10 years ago. I started college in 2010 and I'm like, that was a time in my life that I vividly remember. Yeah. And now that I have vivid memories from a decade ago, I'm yeah. like, whoa, wait, that's not, that's not the way you are when you're 15. When, yeah. even when you're 20, it's like when I was 20 and like sophomore in college or whatever, I, I didn't remember what I was doing when I was 10 years old. Yeah. But I remember I'm those like, playground you know, days real good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm 27. And I, I vividly remember what I was up to when I was 17. Yeah. And I'm like that, that bothers me in some, <laughs> in some way that I can't quite articulate. At least you remember. I don't know if it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. I would I mean, say it's a good I, thing. I, w- I would say as someone who doesn't remember certain things, I was like, <laughs> and then here's the, here's the weird thing. So a lot of people don't know this, but I don't, we are a pro weed podcast, but a I don't, cast. I don't smoke weed. <laughs> I didn't drink till I was 21, but like, because everyone's always like, oh, if you smoke weed, that your memory is not the greatest. And I have met a lot of potheads who just don't have good memories. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, maybe there's some truth to that. And like, I don't remember things a lot. And I'm like, this is bad. Like, I took care of myself, quote unquote, at least till <laughs> 21. And like, I still don't smoke weed. So I don't get it. Like, I don't know why I forget things, but things like that scare the shit out of me. Well, so that's your lesson. Don't get old. <laughs> the, the lesson for me in that story is that, um, you're gonna forget everything and uh like your body's gonna decay anyway so do drugs get and drink alcohol yeah i mean that works too <laughs> Go right. i'm not gonna tell Go anyone on this podcast how to live their life yeah. uh until maybe i'm like 100 if i'm 100 i'll probably put out like oh here are the things i regret in a wheelchair, <laughs> in a wheelchair. Do, do you think you're gonna still be doing this podcast when you're 100 uh, if they still make sponge SpongeBob, SpongeBob I guess is still gonna be around i'm sure oh yeah I don't know. I'm really worried because this is the season that people are like, oh, after season three. It goes downhill. It goes downhill. Yeah. And like a lot of the people are going to have guests on the podcast that are going to be like, I've never seen this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, Josh and I are going to not it's starting to ha- it. It's going to start happening. I look yeah. back, look forward to season four. I was like, there's some episodes I did, haven't seen. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. season four still has some hits. Yeah. I think there's hits, still some good ones. It's still there, like, it's going to, but we'll see. Yeah. It's definitely when the show starts to get a little like. As everything else, more. when you age, it doesn't always age with grace. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, how about all of you young people or older people send us some messages and comment and let us know uh, what's it like being your age? 10, 10, yeah, your age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll say that. Your age. Whatever yeah, no age one under is. the age of 25 is allowed to write in talking about how old they feel. <laughs> yeah, just because that's the limit now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's the arbitrary limit. Yeah. yeah, and then once once we get into our 30s, we'll be like, no one under the <laughs> age of 30 will be able to write in because you don't know what old means. <laughs> Act two, midlife crustacean. Uh, so Mr. Crab wakes up and just kind of looks in the mirror and realizes that he is kind of getting old. He runs into a bunch of different problems going through Bikini Bottom that kind of just references to it. And so, in order to feel young, he decides to spend a night out with uh, SpongeBob and Patrick. Things don't go the way that he expects, 
Um, and so they decide, they uh, suggest that we they go do a panty raid. And he ends up panty raiding his own mother's house. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Big yikes moment there. <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask you guys to start off the conversation. I've never panty raided my mom's house. Don't you dare Damn ask it. me that question. <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth on this one. <laughs> Got it. Um, if, you had to, if you had to pick one thing to make you feel young, because they did a couple things that like wanted to make them feel young, what was it that you would try, you would try to do? That's a good question. Mine, I know, I, I feel like I do that a lot. I'm very much like, I try to be as youthful as possible. Um, I was never like a big party person in college. So I think now it's more like getting wasted way more than an adult should. Like that's the way <laughs> I try to feel young. Uh, I just I get- that's just called I, being an alcoholic. No, 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 no. I don't do it <laughs> no, no, all no, the no, time. No, no. <laughs> I do it every once in a while. <laughs> With moderation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the sense of how often it happens. <laughs> you don't, you don't I mean, get like, to say you get wasted. No, no, no. Moderation. I do it. I get wasted not as often <laughs> as I as like. I don't drink beers during the week or whatever. But when I get wasted, I get wasted. I go real hard, right? And I just do karaoke, and that's what makes me feel young. Good, singing, good, singing good, the good. songs of my youth with my friends. Um, <laughs> all the other times I'm just watching cartoons anyway, so yeah. like there we go. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I um I've been on a kick for the past couple of years of uh, playing uh, video games. I like I used to like to play when I was a kid, like um, uh, Final Fantasy um and Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah, oh man, I need to get that. Roller Coaster Tycoon. Shout out to the open RCT community. <laughs> woo, woo. Um, I'm I'm that type of person who's like part of a community of roller coaster tycoon enthusiasts. Good, please uh, post our podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. How, many yeah, you, how, yeah. How, how many of your guests do you kill? I, I don't anymore. That's the I, I've, that, I've, I've started. That's the sign of maturity. So that's the sign of my of my age. Like where I used to when I would play roller coaster tycoon or The Sims. Like my main source of fun was killing them, and now I'm like. <laughs> Can. like that's wrong i have to, I have to run a proper that's business makes this to, money but like moreover it's like murder is wrong and i'm like they're just <laughs> little like tiny little like diplo figures on a computer screen and i'm still like well no, no they have a family i like, thought it was <laughs> like i thought it was more like i'm a tycoon now well that too i have like, a reputation yeah. To- yeah i have a <laughs> reputation to uphold. that doesn't stop mcdonald's from making food that kills people so like <laughs> yeah yeah no, uh, I, I I like to psychologically torment my guests with my intense rides. <laughs> yeah, no, charging yeah. for the bathroom. Sick roller coasters. Yeah, ten cents, please. <laughs> what about uh, you, Josh? Um, I don't know. That's it's like it is tough. Like video games are like definitely a big part, but I just find like as I get any older, it's harder to like. There's certain video games that are harder to like stick mm-hmm. to yeah. and like dedicate time to. Um, but like yeah, we haven't Minecraft in a while. No. I've been doing Stardew, but Stardew is now just depressing. So <laughs> he's gotten to like some, he's gotten to some dark storylines. Yeah, um, but like concerts were good. Like I went to the uh, Angels and Airways concert, and that was like really really cool just to like be there. Like a lot of people weren't like jumping around and stuff as I was expecting. They're just like kind of standing there. I was like, huh, this is kind of weird. Like I don't know if it's a sign of like the times that people don't do that, or if it's just the vibe of the concert. But I think because well, everyone who listens to Angels and Airwaves is like thirty-five years old. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was though. It's just like wow, okay. Plus, like Angels and Airwaves, like their songs pretty mellow. That's At least like, yeah, there's some like there's some like bigger like up-tempo stuff that they like people could have gotten into, and just like only a couple people were like in the moments that people were jumping, there was like maybe a. 18th of the crowd were doing it i was like mm. wow okay that's weird because i also find like in, in the angels and airways vein when i went at warp tour when i saw blink 182 
was the exact opposite. I was like, oh, people are going to be mellow. Like, all the Blink oh, fans are, no like, way. old. No. And it was like, but I'm going to die. This is how like, I die. Teenagers love Blink-182. But it's also, like, an environment. Cool. That's an environment thing, too, I think. Like, Warp Tour, people are definitely going to be there to go crazy yeah, and stuff like true. that. So. Yeah, I think music is actually now that you bring it up is is a big one for me too. Not not even so much listening to it or going to concerts, but um playing music. Like I was telling y'all on the bubble break, I was like up in Albany yesterday like uh uh playing a gig where I was I was definitely the oldest person there. Like like maybe not by a wide margin, but by, you know, like the next Enough that oldest, you felt it. The next oldest people there besides me and my bandmate were probably like 23, 24. It was an, it was enough and there were kids there probably as young as 18. So I was just like yeah, like this is this is keeping me a little youthful, like being here amongst this youthful energy. <laughs> that and TikTok. TikTok keeps me young. Oh hell yeah. yeah. But there's even like people our age on TikTok. So Yeah, but they know things. how to use it. So yeah. there's a difference between like I have seen like corporations try to get on TikTok and they just don't know they don't understand how it works. And yeah. that's what makes them old. Well I think yeah. they just like go for the trend and they're like, I think this is funny if I do the trend instead of doing any kind of original like ideas yeah. or anything like but that. But like yeah. even doing the trend like in a corporate way, it just feels so It's a sellout. It's a yeah. very uh hello fellow kids like <laughs> yeah. moment. Yeah. Let me turn the chair around. Let's yeah. have a a real talk. Anytime about I it. see a brand on Twitter like using a hot meme format, I'm just like, Okay, I don't think that meme is funny anymore. That's <laughs> that's smart. Just like uh uh cool and coral you know oh like, yeah yeah, yeah where they're like, like that where like mr Krabs like oh i'm gonna say coral and then you hear it come from like an old guy yeah, yeah. yeah. just yeah. like uh people i feel like flossing has jumped to that oh, where yeah. like you see like adults flossing, flossing the dance not yeah. the yeah. oral hygiene yeah, yeah everyone should be flossing <laughs> um or using a water pick or something flossing is for people of all ages <laughs> <laughs> pro pro weed pro flossing that's what we are <laughs> But yeah, like I think it is weird, like seeing like older people try to do youthful things, and it's funny to watch it though. Like I've yeah. seen like teachers like do the dab and crap like that yeah. in videos. Is like this is hilarious, like cringy, but it's funny. I think there's again there's that fine line of like they know they're being cringy, and there's people who are oblivious that they're being cringy. And I think when you're oblivious to that situation, that's what that's it what makes it problem. like ugh, yeah, lame. Yeah, like when you start seeing like people on the today show doing like silly stuff like that and you're like you're not relating to any of the youth yeah and i know that because i watch the youth make fun of you <laughs> on tiktok and i know that because you're the type of person who says things like the youth exactly <laughs> here i am the, the youngest man in the world <laughs> well, <laughs> what one of my first thoughts when watching this episode was um related to well first I just want to say that opening scene is disgusting. Can we? Can we? Wow, get way to, to shame him. No, but like just the depiction of it. Like, Dan's like, I got bad knees, and then here's Mister Mister Krabs. Krabs. It's not a beef towards Mister Krabs. It's not a beef towards old people. It's just <laughs> the way they depict old age is so gross. Those double chin. Uh, you were singing the song, Dan. Was, yeah. When you're old, you got multiple chins. I like that. Because you're old. What's funny? He's like he's shows just, a couple chins and like pulls his shirt down. It's just like all the way down to his belly. He's listening like, to the radio station K O L D, and I'm like, all right, Mister Krabs, if you're feeling old. Like, have a little self determination here. Like, but I, I, you, you said before like the cool versus coral thing, and how when Mister Krabs says coral, like, um, 
it's not cool anymore. Yeah. I, I thought that scene was so funny, and it made yeah. me think about how underrated of a character Pearl is. Oh, yeah. I yeah. feel like people hate on Pearl or just don't think she's very funny, but, like, that scene is one of the funniest ones in the episode to me. It's because she's, like, overdramatic, yeah. and I yeah. feel like there's certain things that she does where you're just like, come on, like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, when... um. SpongeBob shows up and she's like, "Dad, you're embarrassing me." And she like runs up and like, "Who's who's there to no, I don't know. feel embarrassment?" I disagree with you on that. I think that scene is fucking hilarious because it's like they are just going just on and on with the, "Are you ready to party, Patrick?" Yeah. Or, and she's like, "Stop it. Stop it." <laughs> like, you can remember being a teenager like just feeling embarrassed all the time, right? Like, yeah, I guess that. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm I, just saying like no one's there to watch you. Yeah. yeah. We're a, we're a pro we, pro weed pro flossing pro pearl podcast. Oh yes, I'm, I'm I'm team pearl. I think she gets a bad rap from the general public, and definitely not enough screen time. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, my uh, big question is, what do you think that fucking pill does? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, keep him alive. Oh, it's time for the pill. Yeah, and it's huge. Like, it's bigger than him. Yeah, it, it has to be something to do with digestion, right? Oh yeah, it's like it, it wouldn't be as a person with IBS. I I believe so. I believe it probably is. It wouldn't be the young person expert. Him. It wouldn't be embarrassing to him if it was like for his blood pressure, you know? Yeah, I guess oh. it makes sense because he's sitting there like right before he eats, all and then all brand. the bran. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking bran bacon and bran <laughs> eggs. I was on a gig the other day, and there was a the, there was an older woman was working on it as well, and she decided to get everyone bran muffins, and I was like, if that isn't the oldest. Ever heard, <laughs> but I've never had a bran muffin, so I guess I don't, could be delicious. Was it any good? Did you try it? I did not eat it. I'm a heathen that doesn't eat breakfast. So. I'll f with bran muffins. I'm, I'm sure it's good. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, cereals is raisin bran. <gasps> so that's another. Really? That's, yeah, I love raisin bran. Do you I'm love raisin bran? I'm very anti raisin bran. So we, we uh, can we change the signal? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I just We had this. I don't remember what brought it up in a, a previous podcast, but we were talking about raisin bran. I was like, I used to love raisin bran yeah. as a kid, and. I got shamed over here by Omar. He's just like, oh, no one likes Raisin Bran. What are you, like, ancient? <laughs> I like Raisin Bran. Hey, if you're listening and you like bra- Raisin Bran, be sure to tweet well, at Omar just, and tell yeah, him how just, wrong yeah, just he is. Tell, I just want to make sure that everyone knows that I'm very, very young because, you know, Dan and Josh are both older than me and they like Raisin Bran. So. <laughs> <laughs> Proof. Again, youngest man in the world, right? Here. Youngest man with IBS over here. Yeah, it's, it's a real shame that everyone who's younger than you died. Yeah, you're the they don't exist. Now. They don't exist in my mind. Uh, <laughs> I like speaking of shaming old people when that woman's like it's all dried out like that man right there. Oh my God, that was so gross. <laughs> this is this second this second act is so intense on just like how much crazy shit happens yeah. in it. Um and l- I want us to really like focus in on just like the night of debauchery, oh, quote debauchery. Unquote, debauchery that they have. Um it um, starts off like at a laundromat of yeah. all places yeah. where it's like now I don't even want to go to the laundromat as like <laughs> well, I really like the bike they ride yeah. with oh. Mr. Krabs in the wagon yeah. and this the like, underwater heartbreaker this yeah guy, <laughs> <laughs> this guy who like drives up uh, beside them in like the really tricked out boat mobile say saying like you missed the turn to doofus drive and I'm like who is this Danny Zuko <laughs> but yeah uh, the, the laundromat is like Really wild. Like I, I, 
when I was a kid, I didn't get it. I didn't really yeah. get what Mr. Krabs, like what the hype was about. I was like, okay, like they're going out and they're going to have fun. But now that I'm a person who has had life experience of what like going out means, yeah. I'm like, oh, like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. This is a weird <laughs> night. Especially how excited they get. He's like, oh, do you, oh, uh, do you want another spin cycle? Yeah. Uh, it's on yeah. me. I was it's like, this is, me. It's yeah. like they're having rounds of beers yeah. at like a yeah. bar. Um, also, like they were picking up trash. They did a night swim where <laughs> Patrick peed in. Uh, writing uh, Kitty Rides, The Night Dentist, which, like, first of all, where are you finding a dentist <laughs> oh at night? God, if, That's crazy. If there was a dentist open at, like, 8 o'clock at night, like, that would be so great. Like, yeah, everyone in theater find... would have dental yeah. work. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, I My favorite thing that they do is play D&D. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm pretty sure that was D&D. Oh, 100%. Guys, yeah. <laughs> They were dressed up. There was a board. There was dice. Art thou feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> That's exactly how we play, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, we talk mm-hmm. in these voices <laughs> all the time. Yeah, shout out to Tom Kenny, by the way. He's such a f-ing good voice actor. Oh, God. Yeah. I, like, I, I'm still just replaying the moment we met him, Josh. Yeah. This is just a sweet guy. Cool. Okay, <laughs> now we got that moment out. But like, uh, the library and that Bunny Buns place, which I'm assuming is like a Chuck E. Cheese. I, yeah. I was, I was like, what is this place? And why did they let these three grown men in without me? There's no security. There's no like hand stamp situation like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> there was, there was no discernible presence of any employees. Well, he, he needs to place the Mr. Cap like, kills those kids. He, like, he like, <laughs> throws those kids and he like punches out the animatronic uh, rabbit. And yeah. was like, that's the start of Five Nights right there that's how it happened those uh the in the very beginning where he's like walking and he's like hey how about i join you guys and playing those kids had the right idea oh they're like God. no you can keep it yeah. it's fine we're leaving that was those such, are some street smart kids that was yeah. such a pedophile moment like yeah. hey how about i join you kids like no, no how, how about, about you how don't you, how you <laughs> go back to the pedophile zoo where yeah. you came from remember that time that an episode of spongebob made a joke about pedophilia yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. every single time just yeah. kidding Wow. <laughs> um, uh, let's talk about what I think is the first thing I, when I read the title of this episode, I was like, oh, this is the Panty Raid episode. Uh, yeah. What an odd, super adult, super weird thing, pervy, creepy yeah. like thing to put. Also, like a salty thing to put in yeah. SpongeBob. Well, I wonder how, like, where. Panty raids like a big popular thing like back in the day. Like, were they actually. I don't a know thing? that panty raids were actually a thing as much as it was like. A thing that happened in movies, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I wasn't yeah, alive in the sixties. Like, no. uh, yeah, is that like I, I don't know. We like, need some older listeners if we have any to like just tell us our panty. Would panty raids a thing? Like I don't. I think hope of that. not. I hope not. I either. really yeah. hope not. I just don't. One, it's breaking entering, which like whatever. If you get your kicks off like breaking into someone's house, like you're a criminal, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and but like stealing someone's underwear and like it's just really weird. And then in SpongeBob, they never had like an intention of what they were going to do. Yeah. Just go in there and like look at the right underwear. There. Whereas like, yeah. you know, pervy people in real life, like again, if it's their fetish, whatever, if there's consent, I'm cool with it. But like they, you know, do things to it. But like, I don't know what they were planning. Although I will say, I think that Mr. Krabs had a very clear intention of going oh, on oh, the yeah. panty raid. Cause he's, he's using language throughout this episode, like talking about like 
debauchery and being hot-blooded. Right. I'm like, oh, Mr. Krabs is ready to fuck. Like, that's yeah. what's happening. Like, that's what, like, oh, ooh, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's like, I'm going down this path. Never mind. I'm um, going back. Let's walk. It's just a, it's just a different culture, I think. Because yeah. people sell their underwear and feet pics now. Like, you don't need a panty raid when people yeah. are willing to yeah. give it out for yeah. free. In 2019, <laughs> panty raids are obsolete. Just go online and you I, find all this crap now. I can find, <laughs> I can Craigslist. buy gamer girl bath water on Exactly. by Venmoing someone. <laughs> um, yeah, I just had to wonder, like, how this made it past not only the network, but also the censors and, like, like the FCC, the FCC and, like, how this wasn't, like, an episode that people complained about a lot. Yeah. Well, know? like, everything in the episode, I say, is okay, except yeah. for the panty raid. Yeah. Because everything else you can, like, pass, like, oh, he wanted to play with kids, and the kids are like, uh, he's yeah. not cool. Like, cool, that's not, like, a weird pedophile thing. But, like just you can't go around and it's like this is and he literally says it he's like girl girls raiding their dressers <laughs> for their underpants like there's no way around it no. it's a hundred percent that is yeah. what they're doing and and like that's sort of like these implicit jokes these implicit adult jokes are sort of spongebob's like bread and butter like yeah. that's part of the reason why adults love it as much yeah. as kids do there's like so much innuendo and so many like obscure pop culture references like yeah. i always think of the toulouse lautrec like, oh yeah reference like i can't think of another example in the series where they are so blatant about it yeah like i i agree i have a, no recollection of any other weird like that happening not yeah not in any cartoon that i can possibly think of right now i mean maybe in older stuff that i hadn't seen like but no, I don't think like nah, we've talked. We talked about it even before, like SpongeBob, like Ren and Stimpy, and like all those other older Nickelodeon shows. Like, were more. It's funny how much more geared toward adults they were. There was no like the, none of the nuance that SpongeBob had. Like Rocko's Modern Life, where he's like, oh, oh baby, God. oh baby, <laughs> he's yeah. doing like the sex phone yeah. operator, whatever. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> I forgot about that. So speaking about this pervy episode, what small lessons did we did we learn? I had don't be ageist in both ways because I've mm -hmm. experienced ageism in my, like everyone talks about ageism and like, oh, you're being mean to old people, which this is definitely what the episode's about. Yeah. But there's, I've also felt the opposite where it's like, oh, you're young, you're a youth. You don't know what this is going. You don't know what's going on. You know? Uh, I have don't hang out with your boss. <laughs> don't hang out with your boss. Yeah, your boss isn't your friend. He's going to ruin your evening. Because like at the end of the day, like SpongeBob and Patrick are spending their night doing like a really weird like set of activities, but they're just having fun. Yeah. They're just doing them. And Mr. Krabs is kind of a dick about it. Yeah. I I also agree with that. I feel like there's a very fine line that if you are an employer, you cannot cross that. Like you you can be friends, you can be yeah. as close as you can to being friends, but in the end, if there's a power dynamic, you're, it's, doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. You're not, it's not a true friendship. I guess it's, that's weird in theater, though, because then you make friends with, like, you're built your bigger team. So if you're, like, an assistant working with an LD or, like, an ASM working with an SM, yeah. like, you build those friendships. It's I don't different. know. I, I guess, I guess it, it comes down to who, who hires who, in, in my opinion. So, like, yeah. like, yeah, you can be friends with, like, like if I'm friends with like, oh, there's a PA that I know that I do that, but like I'm not paying that PA. Yeah. Like the or producers paying them, are I paying. Guess. Like, so bringing them on, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's different. It's different in freelancing, I think, where like the relationships are constantly shifting. Like one person you might assist on a show could like a year from now be your assistant. Yeah, yeah but like you know, uh, I I work a tech support job. I'm not gonna invite no. my manager out to uh like go to the laundromat and play D and D with me. Yeah, <laughs> like, maybe D and D, but not the laundromat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not our D and D group, but yeah, maybe um, your your work D and D group. Yeah. <laughs> my 
<laughs> my PG D and D group. Yeah, the one that doesn't have. You can't have sex in this group. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got like being cool is relative. Like for yeah. like you said, like SpongeBob and Patrick for them, like they were having a good time. That was yeah. cool for them, but or for Mr. Crab, it wasn't. I feel like as you get older you move away from like the norms of what it is to be cool. Like in high school and middle school, like there's very specific norms of like, that's what makes you a cool person. Yeah. And, and that's what's like awesome. Also being young puts you in touch with what is considered cool. cool. Right. Like, yeah. like we probably wouldn't know what's cool to a high schooler. We can assume like, SoundCloud be like rappers. Yeah. SoundCloud yeah. rappers, <laughs> uh, influencers and TikTok. And that's it. Yeah. But like, that's our like very basic understanding. Yeah. Like yeah. if I talk to my brother, I'm probably, I will probably never understand what actually is cool. But like, I don't know. That's Whatever. why it's like as you get older, I think it's just different. Like you just start to feel that what's cool is what you actually enjoy. Yeah. And you start building relationships around that. Cause like that's the thing. Mr. Krabs was hanging out with people that he thought were cool, but it ended up being this really awful night for him that he didn't yeah. actually enjoy. So it creates more like toxic relationships for you in the long run where you're like trying to be something that doesn't really bring you any happiness yeah. other than status. Okay, so you've turned it over to me to ask. What is the Wumbo lesson of these two episodes? The overarching theme you were able to derive from watching them in tandem today or whenever you watch them. Uh, whoever would like to go first, go I, for it. I never watch it. Just kidding. I never uh, watch it. Just all, all from just, memory. It's all off the cuff. Yeah. There's, a, there's a tradition of Josh going first okay. because he's a thief and he likes to steal other people's stuff. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> all right, Josh. You should go, go first. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, since I'm a thief... Um, I'm going to go first. Great, great, great. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you for summarizing yeah, the gag you like, just told. <laughs> you fucking thief. Exactly. So the uh, big lesson I got for both of these, and I found that like, it was a little weird with these two episodes. There was like, a little bit of a disconnect for me, but what I got is to find healthy ways to make healthy changes in your life. Mm, so like nice. in the first part, uh, I think the way... They could've, he could have easily made Gary... like be able to race but he didn't mm -hmm. do it in a healthy way he didn't approach it in a healthy way to make those changes for gary to be ready Gary was already kind of fast yeah he was already getting into the tv in like a split second just yeah. put the tv Good at the time. end of it it would have been yeah. fine yeah um and then in the second part i think mr krabs is trying to do all these like big crazy debauchery things in order to feel young but he can like take care of himself a little bit better or find other things that'll make him feel younger or more healthy i think stop sleeping in a hammock yeah <laughs> yeah that probably helps uh, all his popping joints yeah <laughs> but yeah uh what about you dan what do you have uh my big lesson for these two episodes is don't try to be something you're not mm, mine's pretty close to that yeah Good thing uh, i didn't say that <laughs> because, because you either end up uh blowing a gasket and your eyes blow up you know you blow a gasket either uh metaphorically like you just run out of steam and like yeah. lose touch with who you are or or literally and you, you blow explode. up and you skid off a racetrack <laughs> and go flying into the, some tires and blow up <laughs> through like, the guardrail like a nascar yeah. driver yeah bunch of um, crowd cheering at you <laughs> or you accidentally rifle through your mom's underwear and we which could, is scary we could mean again like uh, metaphorically <laughs> i will i refuse to elaborate on that <laughs> yeah uh, you know like even even the fan who's commentating in the snail race who's like uh uh, I I'm just a fan. The door was open, and it's yeah. like, and then gets chased out by the actual broadcaster. Like nothing good ever comes from pretending to be something you're not. Yeah, mm -hmm. and yeah, I think I think that's like loud and clear in both of these episodes. They're very different episodes, but mm -hmm. they kind of drive at that same point. Gary is not a racer. He's not a purebred snail, and trying to be that is harmful to him. Yeah, yeah. 
Mine was pretty similar. Mine's is don't con- uh, don't conform to other people's expectations. Yeah, because it's very much like uh, the way I saw the first act was like you know that every snail has to be the fastest and the strongest or whatever. And like SpongeBob could have just been like, yeah, my snail is a mutt and it actually loves me, unlike yeah. yours, Squidward. So f- you, um, or you know, go with that. Or with I see it more with the second half where it's like Mr. Krabs is ex- the society is expecting Mr. Krabs to be this young person, right? And so instead of just thinking about what is cool, like what might be cool and how I should be acting as a young person, why don't I just do it? Like you're kind of saying, Dan, you just be it. Yeah. Be whatever the f- you want to be and then you don't have to worry about it. You could be a weed-loving, flossing-loving podcast if you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. also talk about SpongeBob. Do you have any idea how much my classmates would have like bullied me if i was like yeah you know like you should all floss twice a day yeah. like when i was like 14 but now i'm like yeah fucking floss like it's good for you <laughs> on a podcast about spongebob keep your teeth <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much dan for joining us we really enjoyed your your input, yeah i think it was good it, was yeah. deep. it got deep it, it got en- silly it was engaging it was great it was spongebob tastic which is a word i just made up and i did not prepare C minus. Thank you. Um, but yeah, if any one of our listeners wants to send us anything, any suggestions, comments, questions, derogatory remarks, you can reach out to us on ismaysapodcast.com or email us at ismaysapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on all the wonderful social media thingies like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also be sure to share with your friends and your enemies and to comment on whatever you can comment on, I guess. Um, I'm kind of playing with the idea of uploading all our podcasts to YouTube. But we'll see. But before we go, I just want to ask you, Dan, are do you think you're ready for our night of debauchery? Debauchery. 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 Debauch